0: Hey guys, welcome to the number 227 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I'm Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards past three games, which were a loss to the Knicks, a loss to the Warriors, and then a win against the Knicks before before previewing their matchup tonight against the orlando magic this should be a very fun episode bradley beal did come back from injury and made a difference quickly and i will talk about that hope you guys do enjoy this episode if you do subscribe follow share view and of course as always let's get into this hey guys welcome to another episode of Wiz talk with chase i am chase cobra <laughs> Lerner can't yeah. find anybody. He gives it to Wall. Lerner gets Bradley for three. Oh, oh he's over. Troy Brown Jr. finding field! Let's not waste any time. Let's start off by recapping, um, not their latest game, but the, the one furthest away from now, which was their loss to the Knicks by four points. And this is a good game to watch. It was definitely fun to say the least. Uh, you know, Porzingis played really well. I, I was hoping he'd get some more rebounds in this game because, you know, the Knicks definitely kind of stole some rebounds from him. Um, you know, in this matchup, they did win the rebounding battle, not by as much as it seemed like. Uh, but yeah, they did they did win the uh the the rebounding battle. And then, you know, I mean, Kuzma did everything he can. I mean, 40 points, seven rebounds, seven assists, while shooting over fifty percent from the field, 40% from three, eight and nine from the line. I mean, there are very little people that can do that. Jordan Goodwin really did not step up kind of in that role uh with Monte Morris out. Delon Wright did everything he could. Uh six and eight plus fourteen. Uh, overall, just wasn't that good of a day. You know, Corey Kispert still had a good game, but it was just one of those games. It was just like, meh. Like it was Kuzma and not a lot. Like Kuzma scored over a third of the Wizards' points. And again, that yes, they did have some injuries, but overall, not an amazing performance. I would have liked to see Daniel Gafford do more. He only had one. He only had one shot attempt. I mean, when you have one shot attempt, it's it's very hard for the team to win a game as a starting center. And then on the other end, they could not stop Jalen Brunson. Uh, Emmanuel quickly had a great game, and um, yeah, kind of the rest is history. They got outplayed in this game. There's no doubt about it. Um, They had talent. The Wizards have talent, but they just were not able to really convert on that talent um, in this matchup. And it was kind of Kuzma or nothing. The entire offense is run by Kuzma. If Kuzma wasn't working, the offense wasn't working, and you know that's that's kind of a problem. Um, you know, they tried to fix those problems, but when you go against Steph Curry, it may not matter what your offense does because of this thing called defense. Wow. Um, Steph Curry dropped 41. He dropped 41 41 points. When I go against Steph Curry, sometimes I have this moment of thought and I'm like, what else do we need to do? Because the Wizards didn't play a terrible game defensively. 41 points. Do you know how good of a player you need to be to score 41 points? But to be against the Wizards here, every time they go and get a star player, they go from what they usually are and take their game to the next level. This is a problem. It doesn't matter if it's a scoring guard, like Curry. It doesn't matter who it is. They can't stop it. And the sad part is the Wizards had this game under control. You know, Gaffer put up double digits. Gaffer was balling out there. He was playing aggressive ball. Monte Morris had a double-double with one uh, with one turnover. Um, you know, Corey Kispert was playing some nice ball out there, especially defensively. Kuzma was giving it his all. Hachimora played amazing off the bench. I mean, there were a few points right in the game. It was just get the ball to Hachimora, get the ball to Hachimora. Their entire offense is being run by Rui kind of in the second and third quarter, uh, and that's key right there. And they had the game under control. They led by, I think it was like double, 10 points with like nine minutes to go on the fourth. And they blew it. And they could not stop Curry down the stretch. And yes, I understand that. The Wizards did not play a bad game in this game. And I think that is what frustrates me is that, again, not a bad game at all. But sometimes Steph Curry is absolutely impossible to They could have done some more things, again. Oh, star players always take their game to the next level. The Wizards could have absolutely played better defense throughout the game. But at the same time, their offense was amazing. I really liked the way I saw them play. I would have liked to see Todd Gibson play a little bit more, especially considering the Wizards only ran a nine-man rotation. And now is that Will Barton, Todd Gibson, and Anthony Gill, which were three of the key players in their win over the Bulls and like their best win of the year. So that kind of confused me. But besides that, overall, again, Wizards gave, di- gave everything they got but eventually, Steph Curry is Steph Curry. This is the game I wanted to talk about. Wizards versus Knicks. And yes, the Wizards were able to secure the W over the New York Knicks for their 19th win of the season. It was a great win. Let me say that. Absolutely amazing game here um, from the Wizards. Kuzma, 27-13-7. and Porzingis, 22-11-5-2. and the Beal came back from injury and in the 29 minutes, missed it was 7 of 11, 1 of 1 from 3, and then 3 of 3 from the free throw line while having 18 points and a plus 11 plus minus. Monte Morris had no turnovers, 5 assists, 7 rebounds, and 13 points. Exactly what you want to see from a guy like him and Denny Avdia and DeLon Wright, two players that usually aren't premier scorers. Both secured double-digit point games in this matchup. What a performance. And I think it was one of the best team wins of the year here for the Wizards. They played well. Todd Gibson came in for a few minutes, played some good defense, didn't really do anything on the stat sheet. But sometimes you need guys like that, kind of like Daniel Gafford. Didn't do much in the stat sheet in this game, but was just a very productive player playing aggressive on D. And the thing is, the Wizards went on that winning streak without Beal. To kind of get things going, Porzingis and Kuzma haven't stopped. The team has stopped winning as as at the same frequency. But well, Kuzma and Porzingis have not stopped at all. They've continued to play at their level. So now that Beal's back, knock on what he stays healthy, I'm very curious to see if Beal can elevate, not only elevate his teammates, but how the Wizards do with Beal and then that Porzingis and Kuzma duo, which has been amazing uh, without Beal. And I think the Wizards really have a lot of potential. If you look at this team, there really is a lot of talent here, right? And Let me just throw this out to you, and I was thinking about this earlier today. I'm thinking about a team right now that has a score that can average over 25 a game, a guy that can average a double-double, on both, and a very productive big man on both sides of the ball. I'm talking about a guy, a point guard, that can lead your offense with a very good assist-to-turnover ratio and getting your other players involved, a very productive forward, and then scoring guys off the bench that can shoot well from three. Am I talking about the Phoenix Suns? Am I talking about the Philadelphia 76ers or am I talking about the Washington Wizards? And that's the key. They have the talent. They don't have the team. The Suns last year, Six, um, around six, uh, 60 wins. I think over 60 wins, actually. Number one seed year before we made the finals. 76ers, 2021, number one seed. Then last year, you know, dealt with some injuries. Still were a very good team. We all know 76ers and Suns are two good teams. Suns are struggling now because of injuries. I think they'll bounce back make a great run in the playoffs this year. But the point is those are two very good teams, teams that have succeeded. The Wizards have that exact criteria of players, but they don't have the team. Now, I'm curious to see now that the wizards are proven to be able to win with Kuzma and Porzingis, if Beal can really add on and start to pile up some wins here in the second half of the year. Again, the Wizards have the easiest remaining schedule in the NBA. Can they finally start to stack up some wins like they could do against uh, there should be a manageable game here against the Magic? Can you stack up these wins and lead your team to victories, get your team in the playoffs, and then who knows, anything can happen. They have the talent to be a team that can make the conference finals. The question is do they have the team to do it? And clearly I mentioned teams that have that talent that have had the team to do it. It just comes down to: Are they going to play good defense? Are they going to rebound? Are they going to do the little things? And if Beal can really play, and Beals, we can all agree that Beal not, is not worth two hundred fifty-one million dollars. But now that they're stuck with that, have him play his role. If his role is to be the third leading scorer and shoot efficiently, play good defense. Have him do that. But the Wizards need to figure out a system. And I think this game really proved that there is a system out there. It's just if the Wizards can consistently make it happen. That's what I was thinking about the entire afternoon today. And I thought that was interesting. But the only thing I'll be thinking about tonight, uh, actually not the only thing I'll be thinking about tonight, I'm going to be also thinking about the Jaguars-Chiefs game. The other thing I'm going to be thinking about tonight is this Magic Wizards game. Uh, the injuries, the Wizards have no injuries, which is so surprising with the team they have. Uh, Trumo, Kiki, and Jonathan Isaac are out for the uh, Magic, and RJ Hampton is questionable. Neither, I mean, the, um Okiki and uh, Isaac have been out for a while. And Hampton usually doesn't make much of a difference. So the injuries shouldn't be much of a problem here. Um, In this game, again, the Wizards have no injuries. Starting lineups for the Magic, it is Mark Fultz, Gary Harris, Franz Wagner, Paolo Bancaro, and Wendell Carter Jr. They actually are really close record-wise with the Wizards. They're only two games back. But, again, the Wizards have had to deal with injuries for Beal throughout the year. And they, we, really, we really haven't seen their true potential uh, because of those injuries. Uh, which is uh, very uh, interesting to think about for the Wizards. It is Monte Morris, Bradley Beal, Kyle Kuzma, um, Daniel Gafford, and Kristaps Um, Or I said Kristaps at the four, and then Gafford at the five. Doesn't matter. They're both in the uh, in the front court. But yeah, we all know that's been the starting lineup for a while. It's just been who's been inserted at the guard most of the time was Kisper, but now with Beal back, it is Beal. By prediction: I have the Wizards getting in 118 to 113 win, starting off with my Coburns catch. And I think the Wizards will win this game because of Orlando's lack of scoring production. We all know the Wizards' defense is not the best in the NBA by any means, but their offense is going to score. As I mentioned last episode, they are one of three teams in the NBA with three players averaging over 19.5 points per game, and they have consistent role players that are able to score and able to be productive players like Daniel Gaff, Ruby Hachimura, and Denny Avdia, who can easily put up double digits. And even though Orlando has Paolo Bancaro, I feel like he's the only player on the team that can take over a game, that can really score that 20, 25 points. And Franz Wachter, Wendell Carter Jr., you know, Marco Foles, these are guys that can average 10, 15 points a game, but they're not going to break out. They're good players, but they're more low-risk, low-reward kind of players. And with a team like the Magic, you need high-risk, high-reward players if you want to win a game. If you just want to be consistent and develop, you want those kind of players you can develop in the future. But if they want to be able to win games now, you need guys like high-risk, high-reward, like Gary Harris kind of guys. But Gary Harris really isn't the same player as we all know. I think they'll range between 110 to 115 points. That's like their range, especially against a defense like Washington that could go more towards 115. But I can easily see the Wizards scoring that amount. So my point is, Washington can easily score whatever Orlando is scoring, even if their offense is good enough to get 115. So give me the Wizards to move on, especially against Orlando's defense. They do not have an amazing defense. My surprising statement is that I think Paolo Bancaro will shoot under 40% for the field. And, you know, Bancaro has been terrific this season as a rookie. But I think Washington will contain him in this matchup. The Wizards have gone against power forwards and have got killed by guys like Giannis, Anthony Davis. They've averaged a combined 55 points a game to Giannis and AD. Um, but again, they're two of the best, I think the two best power forwards in the entire NFL. But when they've contained power forwards to the lesser extent, the guys like Julius Randle, they have contained those kind of guys. And the Wizards usually contain players well when those players don't have a lot to work with. Like, Paolo doesn't have a lot to work with. Anthony Davis works with LeBron James. Uh, Giannis works with, uh, he didn't have uh, Chris in that game, but Bobby Portis was playing well. Drew Holiday was playing well. They have players around him. But since Paolo doesn't have players around them, the Wizards should be able to contain him. He could have over 25 points because he's going to be taking all those shots. But he's going to shoot really inefficiently because of the Wizards' abilities to get stops. Um, so I think the fact that he will shoot inefficiently will help the Wizards secure their 20th victory of the season. Spread time, the Wizards are 6.5-point favorites, over-under 230. I have 231 points in my matchup, so I would pick the over, and I would pick the Magic. I have the Wizards winning by 5. My spare will be Wizards as a a 5.5-point favorite with the over-under staying at 230. I would go uh, Wizards for—I would go over, and I would go Magic, excuse me, uh, for my spread. Something interesting, by the way, I do want to mention, the last game I previewed, the Knicks were favored by 4, and the over-under was 220. The Knicks won by 4. And the and the over under and the exact points is two twenty. It's crazy how Vegas predicted that. I was I was gonna say that and then we went on the stretch where we didn't post a lot, but I do want to mention that. That was really cool. Fantasy Outlook, three wizards, one magic, Porzingis, fifty-five to sixty, Kuzma fifty-five to fifty, Beal, forty to forty-five, Pancaro, thirty-five to forty. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? And I think ESPN giving the Wizards a 72.3% chance of winning makes sense, but it's slightly off. It's not a significant change, but I would have more like 68%, 69%, 70% chance of winning on like 72, just because of Orlando's talent and the Wizards' inconsistency. However, the Wizards are the better team, and especially at home, they they play much better than they do on the road. So I'd give this percentage a period, but it's slightly off. Again, like very minimal change. I definitely would not have it at 72. I'd probably have it more like 68, 69%. But. Um, I mean, it's not a significant change. I'll still give it a period. Last but not least, who you got? And I think it's Christoph Porzingis who is going to have a monster day against Orlando. The Magic don't have any big men to guard Porzingis. And with his ability to space the floor and knock down three-pointers, and then the fact that he's given spacing already with Kuzma and Beal, um, Morris to run the offense, Kisper when he can shoot. It just makes him a much better player overall. Again, he will have a great day in this matchup. I'd say he has 27 points, 12 rebounds, 3 assists, 1 steal, 4 blocks, uh, while shooting 47.3% for the field, 40% from 3, while making all 7 of his free throws. He will get into foul trouble, have about 3 fouls. He usually gets around that range per game, as he does help the Wizards, again, secure their 20th victory of the season. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, review. It's crazy the potential the Wizards have. They have the talent. It's just if they can execute it as a team. Hope you guys did enjoy, enjoy the game tonight. Enjoy the NFL playoffs. Links in the description to all my other uh, websites and YouTubes and all that. And, of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.